Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five of Is This Real Life? My guest this week is my dear friend, Katie Riddle. We are going to do some recapping of The Bachelor and Vanderpump Rules before I give a brief recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Summer House. Before we get into it, just wanted to put a plug to please subscribe on iTunes and rate this podcast if you like it. And follow on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, at ITRL underscore podcast. Thanks so much for joining. So I'm here tonight with my friend Katie Riddle. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Katie has a way louder voice than me, so I'm trying to figure out the audio here. Um, but she is a great person, lives in Washington, D.C., and is a public school teacher and happens to be a major fan of reality TV. Absolutely. Um, we definitely watch this all the time and talk about <laughs> all it all the time. The time. <laughs> this is basically our professional hobby, I would say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I dedicate hours upon hours to watching and commenting on reality TV. I think also uh, all of my Spotify lists are definitely all the songs generated from all Countess of these. Luan. Oh, yes. Love them. Sheena Shea. Lala, we love you. <laughs> Want to see a shake that. <laughs> we actually went on a road trip uh, a couple months ago and made a playlist just with songs related to Bravo. And it was golden. (laughs) Absolutely. So I get in the car and she's like, I have a treat for you. (laughs) And she goes, you'll never believe. Just listen. Just listen. Because the last trip we went on, we were listening to what? Hamilton? And now (laughs) I didn't know what to expect. So then it was like, I don't know this song. And then it was the... The The theme. To Sir. To Vanderpump. Oh my gosh. 
it does not sound like it at all not at the, the beginning. beginning part no um so we've got a lot of video clips of that which i need to compile and post into an epic because <laughs> we basically sang along for like two <laughs> hours and yeah. dance on our way to wegmans <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much describes our life um the other night, we were watching The Bachelor. Yes. I want to do a recap of the craziness of Ari's season. So they're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, so Chelsea, the single mom, gets the first date. Uh, they went on a yacht, and they went jet skiing, and they made out while all the other girls watched. I know. This is the craziest part to me, because they're seeing them on doing the, like, the re the Titanic pose. Oh, yeah. And then you see the, the girls using this telescope, obviously set by the producer so they can see them on the yacht. Plan that, obviously. I didn't even think about that. Okay. I was like, oh, these girls are creeps. <laughs> no, but they were there long enough to see them on the boat, probably talking to the below deck staff about getting a, a jet ski. If you watch that show, you definitely see like it's a process to get that stuff ready. Yes. The toys, is as they call it. But it then they see them on the jet ski making out. So how long are they actually on that corner with that telescope? Oh, Probably I, like 30, 45 minutes. I think they get so bored because <laughs> they're not allowed to leave the, I know. I think the hotel when they're on like in a different place. So they're kind of sequestered. So I would get pretty bored, too. And if someone handed me, uh, you know, I don't know, telescope, whatever it is that they were able to use to see... I'd probably get a little, you know, weird, too, and, and watch. And so at the night part of the date, we actually get to see a softer side to Chelsea, which yeah. I appreciated. Uh-huh. She talked about um, her previous, her marriage. Uh, she was with some guy uh, when she was 20. She met him when she was young and didn't have a lot of money. And she said, I was drowning in a life that seemed perfect and that he tried to mold me to how he wanted a wife to be. And he was older and had money. And then he left her for his mistress. Ooh. And now they have a son together as well. Um, and she, Chelsea, has a son with this man. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I think they said that something like he left her when the boy was like six, six months, months. Six old. months old. What a jerk. But wasn't she, like, hated at the first? Yeah. Yeah. I think they made her into... I think she was trying to be confident. I think she was trying to... She's probably a confident person and um, didn't let everyone see her softer side. But once they realized that Crystal was the real, you know, villain this Mm -hmm. season, they kind of let Chelsea go. Yeah. They let her off easy in the beginning. Yeah. You can't be upset really much with the moms. You know, you know, it's like they, she went through some shit. Let her be, however she I wants know, to be. It's hard, right? Like she's leaving her kid, she's leaving her job, and all of these things. Like we got cut her a break, cut her a break. And Ari keeps mentioning how much he likes Chelsea because she's independent. Yeah, and I, I want to believe that he means that, but then there's some of the other women that he seems really into who don't seem independent at all. So I can't figure out if he's just keeping them around or or what the deal is. Yeah, I don't know that either. That's a that's a, that'll be something we'll have to watch as we go through the season. Um, yeah, as, are we going to talk about Hurricane Crystal? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Hurricane Crystal did some damage to Florida. She did. She so did. On the group date bowling, 
And yes. Crystal says it's not her to be all aggressive and all over Ari. So there's a competition. There's the blue team and the pink team. And whichever team wins in bowling gets to spend the rest of the evening with Ari. So Crystal is on the blue team. And they kick ass. And they yes. win. Yes. And then the pink team's kind of sad and just feels whatever. Bummed out. And then Ari feels sad and bummed out. So he changes his mind. And he decides mm-hmm. that he's going to invite the pink team to join the blue team for the rest of the evening. And just extend the date and make it longer. I mean, what a good call, Ari. I like that choice. I uh, do too. I mean, they never do that. They're like, bye. You know, like, <laughs> pack ya. your bags. I'll see you at the cocktail dinner or the cocktail. Like, this is, like, yeah. that was really nice of him to do that. I and mean, Crystal melts down. Oh, she does. And so apparently, most of this happened on the bus ride back. And why is there no footage? Go- yes. Fail. Producer, fail. 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 Yes. They basically, she says that Ari lied and went back on his word, called him a liar for changing mm. his mind about <laughs> inviting the big <laughs> bowling team back to hang out. Oh. Like, whatever. And she throws a hissy fit and then decides that she's not going to go on the evening portion of the date. I know. Packs her bag, puts the <laughs> robe on. Like, I'm not, I'm staying put. I'm done. <laughs> So, of course, they get to the date later that night. Ari finds out that Crystal's not there and goes to check on her. Oh, and then we all hated that. All the girls were like, Ari, you're giving her what you... You're giving her what she wants. Why are you doing that? I thought that he had to address it in some Absolutely. way yeah and the producers are probably like eh come on this is drama show, drama you know so he says he's unhappy with her and that you know he's going to spend the rest of the evening with the girls that are making time for him mm-hmm. so he goes back up and he's hanging out with all the girls he seems to really like becca babysitters club becca yeah hair 22 yes she seems pretty chill and meanwhile he um, also spends time with my favorite, Becca from Minnesota, who he takes to his room, tells her that he's, like, really into her, and he's like, you know, our first date was a while ago. I don't mm-hmm. want you to forget. That was kind of sweet. That was sweet. Um, so then <laughs> Babysitter's Club Becca, who's a little sassy, decides to lead a prayer and make fun of Crystal, because Crystal's always having everyone join hands in prayer and is making fun of her voice, which... Isn't very nice, but I've done on every single episode of this podcast. <laughs> well, it's because she also is praying at the bowling alley before the team. Yeah, no, yeah. making fun of the voice is, is what I do. And I, yeah. it's odd. It's She doesn't seem like it's her real voice. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah, I think it's like the sexy kitten voice that like lures guys in. You know, that there's probably not even a real f- voice like Dorit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. That's Doreen's real accent. I don't believe that. It's her real accent. (laughs) It is. I swear. Um, You can't make that up. So basically, the date goes on Mm -hmm. and then, dun, 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 Crystal reappears. Yes. To which Becca, Babysitter's Club Becca, says, (laughs) you said you weren't coming tonight. So does that make you a liar? Because you <laughs> changed your mind? Or is it okay for you to change your mind the way Ari changed his mind? Ooh. Ooh. And Crystal <laughs> then goes back downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She chickened out and left. Retreats. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was basically the date. Then he goes on a one-on-one with Tia. How do you feel about Tia? I love Tia. I mean, I'm from the South as well, and I mean, I've you never don't gone. Say. <laughs> <laughs> you probably hear a slight accent, um, but no, like I, I really liked how genuine she was, um, and when I love when girls can really feel comfortable in the nature, and I mean, to a girl to explain frogging to a guy is amazing. That was pretty cool. That was really cool. So they're on an airboat in the Everglades and talking about, you know, backcountry, backwoods mm-hmm. type stuff, yeah. going frogging. And they hang out at Daryl's cabin. And let me tell you, I spent yeah. some time down in Florida and I want to go find Daryl and hang out at <laughs> his, <laughs> his I know. Cabin. Uh, we're actually going to Florida together. In a I few know, weeks, we so are. I'm so excited. We should, we should, we should be like, sir, we'd like some fried frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> he saw you on The Bachelor. He, he's probably like, I haven't had a television in years. <laughs> he probably signed the waivers not even knowing it was for like a syndicated program. Yeah, that would be so much fun. So, um, so Tia is having a lot of feelings. Yeah. Um, some things come out about her that she is a doctorate in physical therapy. Good I, for her. I realize, totally appreciate an educated woman. Um, and she says something that I really, really related to, which was that she had this idea that she would be married by a certain age yeah. and have kids by a certain age. And it didn't really happen the way she had in her head, yeah. but that that's okay. And, um, I know I'm dealing with that and, and it's just, it's nice to hear someone acknowledge that like. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have these ideas or thoughts or plans and they don't always work. But she then talks to Ari about something that is never, ever mentioned. Never, never. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. She says she asks Ari if he thinks about a higher power. And he gives a really honest answer about how he doesn't because he has a lot of questions about faith and religion because he's had a lot of friends die and it's made him question Mm -hmm. everything. And Tia's really understanding, but also says she was raised in the church and sees, but can see herself marrying someone who isn't religious. I don't know. Thoughts? <laughs> um, I, don't, I think this is a really great move for her because she is being, like, to me, that shows that she's asking the difficult questions. Like, she's not asking, what's your favorite color? Like, the other ones are asking. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's asking, like, the really thoughtful questions that you should be asking on these dates. Um, but the weirdest thing in this part is after that conversation, she leads into, I love, I think I'm falling in love with you, which a little too soon. Yeah, totally too too soon, soon, right? Too soon. Um, I think that it will be the end of her. I think he'll keep her around for a while because he really likes her, but she just moved in too quickly. Then he pulled that like Mr. Gray comment, like, you need to look at me when you say that. Right? Did you not hear him say that? I saw I was like, whoa. Because I think he called her out. If you're going to say something like I'm falling in love with you, but can't look me in the eye, then do you You don't really mean it? it, Yeah. Okay. So then it cuts to the rose, uh, not the rose ceremony, the cocktail hour or evening. And uh, they show him one-on-one with the girls. A great, one great uh, vignette is Kendall. Yes. <laughs> has a book. that Kendall is me in this. Like every, She's the one that likes the taxidermy, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. she's just weird, and I love it. I'm here for it. So she's got this book of 100 questions that she wrote herself. And she asks him to choose a number, 1 through 100, and he chooses 99. And that question is, basically, if you were visiting somewhere and you were with a tribe that ate the dead would you eat 
a dead person. <laughs> Such a weird... Why is she carrying this book around? That's what I want to know. I mean, Who I has would, a book of 100 questions asked ask random strangers? Really, I want to. <laughs> you should start working on yeah, this. tonight. <laughs> doing after question number one (laughs) would you eat human flesh (laughs) and he says no unless it was a life or death situation which i think is a very reasonable answer and she says i would (laughs) i'd be i'd be interested if i I wouldn't eat you (laughs) (laughs) and uh the girls of course are all bitching about crystal the whole night and she tries to diffuse the situation by saying that she'll talk with people individually but doesn't want to be attacked by the group. Yeah. So they all individually attack her. <laughs> yes, they do. And I think they ask some reasonable questions. Uh, and Becca basically says, why are you still here? And <laughs> Crystal ends up basically saying, you know, I've had enough of this. These girls, the girls here don't operate at my level. I, oh. I'm not going to lower myself down to theirs. <laughs> So ridiculous. So ridiculous. So she talks to Ari at the cocktail ceremony and says, tries to explain that her reaction at the bowling alley was out of character and she was reliving memories of her childhood where Mm -hmm. her mom worked at a bowling alley and her mom didn't keep promises and Ari didn't keep promises either. And he basically just says, that was not the correct response. Yeah, and I think he knows that she, he might seem like she's playing a, like a little lamb here. Yeah. Like she, oh, hell, I'm so sorry. Like, like, and he's just shutting it down. Yeah. And I appreciate this. And then she go, he's like, I need someone who I can trust and who trusts me. And she's like, well, it's our first fight. Or this could be our last fight. Remember when he says that? Burn. It was amazing. At the end, he keeps Crystal and he sends home Marik, Mikkel, and Ashley. But, you know, have to stay tuned to, oh. you know, the drama of Crystal. I'm so excited. But what are they going to do when she goes home? There won't be a show. Everyone else is normal. They'll probably keep her for a while. Yeah, they'll just have to keep to. it there. Or or there'll be some fake injury, you know, how or they always try to fall down the stairs on accident. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> They like should preview an ambulance coming with a neck. When there's always a neck brace, always a neck brace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for the Bachelor this week. So, getting into Vanderpump Rules, the dramedy of our time. It begins with uh, Lala and Katie having lunch, trying to squash any beef uh, that exists with between the girls and the group. And Lala wants to bring Katie and Sheena together. Is that happening? Um, I don't think so. I think when uh, she goes into the restaurant and talking to Lala about um, how was your brunch with the, like, I heard you're best friends now. Like, her <laughs> attitude of saying that, like, I don't think they're going to be friends anytime soon. It's so ridiculous. And, yeah, you. I don't think you should police who your friends are friends with. It just is not a good look. And no. you should just let it go. Yeah. So... One thing I really, really liked, it was a small part of the um, episode, but Lisa goes into Sir and she sees Peter and she orders a shot and she's never once ordered a shot from Peter. And Peter then prepares it for her, gives it to her, and she says, this is actually for you because it's your birthday. Yes. like, I listen and I remember everything. And it was such a sweet moment. It was sweet. 
He's looking good he with is. that haircut. Hair Whoa. You know what he makes you think of? Uh, remember the Real Housewives of New York, Luann's, like, Johnny Depp, like, uh, Frank, pirate? Frank or whatever. The pirate that she brought oh. home? <laughs> the pirate that she brought home? Don't be cool. Don't, don't, don't be, be cool. Don't be uncool. <laughs> yes. He kind of looks like him a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember that Mm. guy, but Peter's looking good, and he's way more sane than everyone else in the show, which is probably why he doesn't get the airtime I think he deserves. Yeah, because he's probably more well put together. Because I wonder if he's still dating that girl with the kid. No, No? they broke up off off camera off season, and so she just never was seen again on the show. I know, I thought Uh. about it and looked at it this week. (laughs) Because that's what I do with my free time. Then everyone gets together for Peter and Carter's birthday party. And Lala tries to get everyone to get along at the birthday party. So we've got oh, yeah. rollover from last week. Kristen flies in Brittany's mom to come to L.A. in the attempt thinking that Brittany's mom might talk some sense into her daughter Brittany to break up with Jax, who's yes. cheated on her. Yes. So... Kristen then has another surprise. Brittany's sister, Tiffany. Jax's face is epic when mom <laughs> walks in the door. He's like, oh. It's like it's, he's oh. a ghost. <laughs> it's, yes. And then when he sees the sister, he's, he's like, like double. He's like, that's it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I gotta get it together for these women. Yeah. You know, is the grandma going to come? Is the dad, <laughs> dad going to come? come? <laughs> How many more Cartwrights are coming in here? So that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. And at the party, so they're up at some bar, and Lala's really trying to get Sheena and Katie and everyone to talk. And Sheena is not having it. She's just keeps saying these bad things about Katie and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Lala has an absolute meltdown. Basically, yeah. just like, I need to, I feel I need to explain to these bitches what new age feminism is. We should be bringing each other up instead of shitting on each other. <laughs> Absolutely, ladies. Woo! Slow claps for Lala. <laughs> we love her. We love her. Thank you, Lala. Yes. And when things aren't going her way, she very drunkenly has an absolute meltdown. Mm-hmm. Enough! Stop! I'm over it. I'm done blaming each other. (laughs) And then we begin the Vanderpump battle rap. (laughs) Yes. This is the best. It's like they go back and forth hurling insults and there is some sort of pop music playing in the background. It is one of the greatest moments I've seen. I mean, every episode has an epic moment. The pasta last time was, I mean, yeah. one for the ages. Yes. So Sheena then starts with Katie's on her redemption tour. And now she's cozying up to Lala and she's, you know, calls Katie fake. I mean, is she not fake? She's probably friends with Lala to get on that jet. I really believe that. I don't that. think so. I think she she might be. I think Lala won them over. I don't Lala's, she's definitely one of my top two. I don't think Katie, like, I've heard Katie on podcasts before, and she talks about how she has a very small group of friends because she mm. doesn't trust everyone. Okay. And I thought that was one of the smarter things I've heard a reality star say, because when you have too many people in your orbit... They can turn on you, and she doesn't trust people. Yeah, and I think that's super smart. So I, she doesn't need Lala. I think she's Lala. Like I think Lala won her over, 
And they actually realize they have a lot more in common. And I'm glad for that. They have small groups of people around them. They would rather have a few good friends than like an army of followers. That's how I feel like about feminism. Let's go. (laughs) So then Schwartz stands up for his wife, Katie, and is like, fake. Look at your nails. You're the fakest person here. (laughs) Oh, we love you. We love you. Sheena's all like, Schwartz is finally standing up for his wife. You're being a man for once. And, of course, then it cuts to Lisa Vanderpump and Brittany Cartwright's mom, Sherry. And Lisa's saying, I feel like we're in the cheap seats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, like those two guys, I can't remember their names, um, from Sesame Street. Is it Sesame Street or is it the Muppets? The Muppets. You know, oh, like yeah. The theaters. The theater. They're always oh, yes. Oh, that's the best. And so then Schwartz is like, you're fake from head to toe. You have no personality. You're a bootleg Kardashian. We love this comment because she she, is. she does. She wears that jacket like over her shoulders. Like, why are you wearing a jacket then? Like, I, she gets on. I don't like her at all. She's so annoying. Go take a fucking selfie. That's <laughs> literally I, how it ends. That's how we all like, feel. She's like, all you care about is faking out with chicks and bars, you know? And that's like, okay. Like Give new material, yeah. is what she says. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. It is good. I love when the good guys, dem- like, slaughter the evil characters in this show. Like, we love Tom, and, and we hate him. it came out of nowhere. I, I didn't see that side to Tom. I didn't know he had it in him. Maybe because she's barking at him all the time about getting his life together. Defend me, defend me. And He's- then he finally is like, it's my moment. <laughs> but you know, you have fake nails. <laughs> the bootleg Kardashians. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, like, what other nasty comments does he have in his head that he oh, just that he could say, say about to her? That would be awesome. About all the cast. Oh, yeah. They're, they're I would so- want to know. I feel like he's he's, he's from a- Minnesota. He's really nice on the outside, but he holds a lot of it in. Oh. Like, when I get mean. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never, guys. It's, like, not very often. But, like, I don't know. Remember that time you had a roommate I didn't like? And I was, like, mentioned how she had, like, the worst bangs. <laughs> <laughs> that I was, know. like, guys, listen. That's, like, her meanest comment. No, like, no. she, I hate her bangs. I'm, like, when I'm mean, like, you don't want to be around me. <laughs> no, I can be. I, no. I, I'm not very nice to Sheena. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I don't like her either. So then we've got the redemption of Jax Taylor, where he's trying to win over Brittany's mom and sister again. Do you, how do you think he did with that? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, later on in the episode, they actually, at the end, go to dinner together. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I don't know. We'll like, talk about that now. Oh. So he, like, he says, like, well, it's just, he kind of says this comment that I didn't like. Oh, Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She's sleeping all day and eating all day, but I don't want to talk about her body image. Like, woo. Like, like, you do not say that to your girlfriend's mom. Basically, she got fat. And And I decided to go have have some business with someone else. That's basically Basically what what he just said. And she's looking at him blankly. And so it's kind of like, "Mm, take two. (laughs) And then he comes up with a new excuse for why he cheated, which is that he's unhappy with himself. Yeah. And this appears to do much better with the uh, Cartwright women. <laughs> yes. And then the, the, I don't remember, I didn't watch when they were in Kentucky, but there was, she was saying something about like what you did for my son. It looks so, like they were raising money for something. Yeah. So uh, one of Sherry's sons, I think it's Brittany's step 
brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, Him and his wife had infertility struggles and were unable to have a baby and were trying, they didn't have enough money for in vitro fertilization. And so they hold a fundraiser and Jax decides to match the money raised and ends up giving like over $10,000 to them so they could have a baby and they had a baby. Wow, remember, did his card get declined? Wasn't that an episode <laughs> when his card got declined at some oh event? God, yes. I hope it didn't get declined. That's like a good cause. But I don't understand, like, even if you're, like, girl, I know, I know. That's that still not worthy serious. to date your daughter. Right. I know, I know. But the fact that there is this baby now, I don't think there was back then, but I think at that time she was pregnant. The, oh. And so. So it's like sentimental family. It's very, he was there during a tough time. He was there for the yeah. family. He showed it in a way that he knew how, which was money. Um, and then I think over. Christmas, they went to go to visit Brittany's family and were able to see the baby. And they, a couple months earlier when the baby was born, they made a big deal out of it. So it, it was a big deal. But I don't think there's ever an excuse for your daughter to remain in an emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah, absolutely. He's constantly shaming her for her body, for her looks. And she's effing gorgeous gorgeous like it's ridiculous and super sweet and kind and thoughtful like we love you Brittany we team Brittany team Brittany all all the way way. and so I felt like Brittany's mom caved too quickly but she's also been married four times so it seems like she caves mm, a lot she does She's like, listen, cheat me once, cheat me twice. I don't know what she's saying. Three and four times. <laughs> I'll stay with you forever. I don't know. I, I mean, if yeah. I had a daughter and her boyfriend cheated on her and then went to dinner with me and said she's fat and that's why I had <laughs> cheated on her, I'd be like, dump him. But like, it sounds like they're I think like you'd say worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, take everything of his and throw it out the window. <laughs> And leave only the toilet paper cake. (laughs) Yes, that toilet paper cake. Yes. Epic. You know what I want for my birthday. I've been saying it multiple times. (laughs) I want a DJ James Kennedy inspired toilet paper cake. So can we talk about James Kennedy? Yes. Okay. So number one is James Kennedy. We love him. He's your favorite on the entire show. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So I think my favorite is Tom Sandoval. Oh, we're going to get to him in a minute. that trumpet playing scene that he has about how he's like I feel like I'm going to band practice and then it shows him like so seriously playing the trumpet and it sounds so awful I know he just owns it oh well in this episode they actually go boxing all the guys go boxing together Mm -hmm. and Tom says oh don't worry I have my own jump rope I'm a professional (laughs) from middle school or something and he doesn't look like he's that professional in case anyone ever challenged him to a jump rope competition he was prepared like he's the strangest guy weird he's so weird in the best way but when you watch the show and he he's so serious, like, oh, don't worry, I have my own jump rope. I like <laughs> laughed out loud. Like, oh. I don't. That's the only time I really laugh out loud watching these shows is really when Tom says these weird things. He it's is so, so weird, funny. But I think he knows he's weird, and I think he I think he's in on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So James, James, we love you. I love you, James. DJ James Kennedy. D- oh, and we definitely listen to his. Every DJ song he's ever made. Just like three. But we like the one with La La. Oh, Ain't yeah. nobody got no Feeling like I'm feeling, feeling you. you. Ain't nobody. <laughs> we love so, it. Uh, 
DJ James Kennedy is epic on yes. this show. And he's got a girlfriend, Raquel, who doesn't talk much. She just slowly sits blinks. there. Yeah. But she's very pretty. And he's got mm-hmm. a best friend, Logan, who's gay, who's mm-hmm. in love with him. Yes. So Logan decides to tell Brittany's sister, Tiffany, of all people, that him and James are sleeping together. James has a girlfriend. James has a girlfriend. And is supposedly straight. Yep. And I don't think the issue is the the gay situation. It's that he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Lala said the best of like, we hey, we live in Beverly Hills. Like, nobody cares. What is your preference? And then Kirsten's like, oh, it's all about that. Oh, he's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's like, he's a cheater. He has a girlfriend. Like, she is on the cheating, like, police officer. Yeah. Isn't she not? She's CIA. Yeah, of, she's like, investigating all of this. Yes. It turns out that Logan was lying and that he just is in love with James and decided to spread this rumor because... He is in love with James, which does not seem to be the thing you would do if you're in love with someone to try and destroy the relationship that they're in. Um, But maybe that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) Also, like, why didn't you pick anyone else that's not being filmed right now at that moment? Do you think part of him wants to be on the show? Mm, That's a good point. I don't know. That's, That's something we can think about. I don't I really... I'm rooting for James, but I... Definitely this Raquel that she's got to go. She's boring. I can't but watch she her. She did show a glimmer of hope in this episode. Where so they go to the mixology oh, wine yeah. bar and he she says, you know, like she's unhappy. She doesn't want to deal with another person claiming that they're sleeping with her boyfriend. Because the whole world wants and to. And she goes, the whole world is claiming to have sex with James Kennedy. And he goes, well, the whole world wants to have sex with James Kennedy. And, and she her goes, response, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> Put, put him in his place. Yeah. I want to see a little more Raquel. I want to know what he sees. And if it's it's more than just that she's pretty. There's got to be something there, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when, you know, just like, you know, we try to lift people up, but I don't want to say anything mean. You're like, but. I don't want to go against New Age feminism after praising Lala, but, but this girl is dumb as <laughs> She sits there and smiles and blinks, and I don't know if there's much going on upstairs. I mean, you see She's the probably wheels like, turning before she gets a word out, but then the word is, oh. She's probably on her phone on Pinterest looking up new lipstick shades, you know? She's probably not thinking like, oh, what new book am I going to read? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Give us something else. Talk a little bit more. So, I mean, we've already had so much drama this season with Jax's cheating scandal and then the fact that it was with Faith and then the Uh, fact that it was recorded and everyone heard the recording and the fights between, you know, Tom and Ariana that ensued. I mean, what else can we see this season? We've got cheating from Schwartz. We've got the Toka Madera gate, which Sheena won't let die. We've got, you know, Lala and James fighting over pasta. I mean, how much crazier can it get well i'm waiting for i don't know if you know about this but i was following lala i was waiting to find out who this boyfriend was i i mean i was randall i know but they finally released it right yeah and i'm so i hope he's on the show 
I'm, oh no, I don't think he's on the show. She just <laughs> went ahead and deleted everything about him from her Instagram and oh. social media, which I don't necessarily think they broke up, but I do think that he's trying to protect his image uh, and family too. Yeah, he's like a high level producer, I think, in Hollywood. And so for his reputation, being involved in a reality show is probably not a good thing if he's yeah. hanging out with Sylvester Stallone and whoever else. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping for a, more from James Kennedy. Like we love the Beamer pictures. Oh my the god, selfies. go take a Beamer selfie. <laughs> I want, I really want um, some more action, James. He's just crazy. Like I want him to yell at more sir or at pump, like yelling and getting in fights. <laughs> you must be working on your summer body. <laughs> like my favorite James Kennedy thing from this season was when he went to go see Lisa Vanderpump at Vanderpump Dogs and she asks him about the night before and he recalls the story of how Brittany heard the tape for the first time and she's like, what was Brittany's reaction? And he goes, he throws his arms up in the air and is like, why? <laughs> and Lisa suppresses a smile. Oh, we love her. Lisa Vanderpump. Mm. This show, it's, it's, it's God's gift to us. Through it the is. rough winter months. I know. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for You're being welcome. Here. Thank you for inviting me. And you're definitely going to have to come back because you only live a few blocks away <laughs> and <laughs> have a lot of thoughts on this. I know, I do. So um, next up, I'm going to recap Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Summer House. And we'll call it a day. Good night. So now we've got your quick recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then Summer House. So we go into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Lisa Rinna Hustlin. She points out that for women in Hollywood, it's all about being 20 years old. But when you approach 40, getting jobs gets a little bit harder. And so what she did to address that was to take on jobs that everyone else would turn down. And as a result, she's still working well over 40 years old. So she's got her QVC deal. She's on Days of Our Lives, making a reappearance. And she's also in the show The Middle. So she's doing all of this work. And then Harry Hamlin, her husband, informs her that the family is going to get a new puppy, which is so exciting, but she's wondering when she's going to have the time to take care of the puppy, knowing that her daughters are running around the world modeling and her husband is filming in Canada. So then we get into the real meat of the episode, which is all about Teddy, Dorit, and Lisa Vanderpump. So Teddy and Lisa Vanderpump go horseback riding together. That's basically the only thing that the two of these women have in common now lisa lisa vanderpump's a horse only speaks french that's pretty awesome so teddy is talking to lisa of course she's got this whole thing about how she's laid back and she's not into all the money but meanwhile she's riding horses with lisa vanderpump and they have a private lunch and then she tells lisa that her and her husband have a beach house in orange county okay girl 
if you can ride horses, if you own a horse and you own a beach house and you live in Beverly Hills, you don't exactly not come from money, especially when your dad is John Cougar Mellencamp. So I'm kind of over this like, oh, I'm just really chill. I'm just a really laid back girl, you know, please. So Teddy tells Lisa Vanderpump about the comments that Dorit made at her spa party about them serving wine in champagne glasses and how Dorit asked for a new glass for her wine. Big deal. But Teddy took offense to it, tells Lisa Vanderpump, but doesn't tell Lisa who said it. So later in the episode, Lisa Vanderpump is hanging out with Dorit and says, you know, Teddy feels uncomfortable around us sometimes. Apparently someone at the party said that she was served wine in a champagne glass. And Dorit goes, well, that was me. Well, that was me. <laughs> Whichever accent she has that day. And so Dorit's annoyed that Teddy's not letting things go. Meanwhile, Dorit is planning PK's 50th birthday party, which is going to be on a boat. They're going to have an ice bar, a caviar station, a cigar lounge, dessert station, and a full band. And the upstairs is all casino. There's a craps table. There are dancers. It's absolutely insane. So PK is the manager of Boy George. And Boy George is going to perform at PK's birthday. And Boy George comes up with the idea, Hey, Dorit, you and I should perform a song together for PK. The song Fever. So Dorit tells some of the women this. And Erica Jane is all about it. She's like, you can do it. I'll help you. I can come choreograph. And Lisa Vanderpump was like, well, I'm a better friend to you than Erica is, and I think that you'll totally embarrass yourself. So in the end, Dorit decides, you know what, I'm going to go with it because (laughs) what a gift to be able to give PK. Okay, if the gift is you and Boy George performing a song in front of all these people on a boat, and the gift is you singing, I effin' vey. That's not the gift, Dorit. So Dorit starts planning for this epic presentation with Boy George. So it's her, Boy George, and then Erica Jane comes with the Mikey to help choreograph this whole thing. And the producers do one of the most amazing things I've seen in a while. They have a flashback to 2011 Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when Mikey was working as a choreographer with Gretchen Rossi. Let me repeat. Mikey, Erica Jane's best friend and choreographer and basically doer of all things, actually choreographed Gretchen Rossi, who has no talent whatsoever. And he was just as fabulous back then, but so, so glad he's working with Erica Jane now. So we finally get to the party itself. And Dorit's parents are there, and I love them. So there is Rayleigh, and her dad's name is Shalom, and her mom's name is Rachel. And I'm Jewish, I spent some time in Israel, and I've never met a person named Shalom. It's almost like he's a caricature of an old Israeli man. It's hilarious. PK's brother is there, who appears to be a nicer, more attractive version of PK, and... 
PK's parents are there and they seem like very lovely, normal, down to earth British people. Absolutely the opposite of PK. So when Dorit gets ready for this, she takes PK to an airport. They get on a helicopter and then the helicopter flies to the boat but not the boat that the party's on because there's not a helipad on that boat. So there's a separate boat that they land on with the helipad. Then once they land on that boat, they have to take another mini motorboat to get to the actual boat where the party is. This is exhausting, but it sounds like Dorit's put in a lot of effort, so good for her. So PK gets to the boat, knows that this huge party is for him. Everyone yells surprise, but the real surprise is that his family's there and he actually starts crying. And I think he's the kind of person that it takes a lot to get him to cry. So seeing him be so emotional, seeing his mom and his dad was really, really touching. And then seeing Dorit's parents, he was so excited. But then he sees his brother and it's just elation. Like, they're jumping up and down. They're going to have such a good night. And so then, of course, the culmination of the episode is when Dorit sings for PK with Boy George. And Erica Jane is there doing her best sort of, like, dance mom role where she's going over the choreographer with her choreography with her beforehand telling her you can do it just have some water you're going to be great and kind of doing the steps along with her while she's performing which reminded me of in Mean Girls when Amy Poehler's character Regina George's mom is dancing along with the girls to Jingle Bell Rock it it was pretty awesome we've come quite a way since Pantygate And Dorit didn't do half bad. Even Lisa Vanderpump, who's such a better friend, told her so. So we think the evening's going to end without a hitch. Everything's gone so well. But of course, Dorit needs to mess things up a little bit and cause some drums. So her and Teddy decide to have a little chat to clear the air about all of Teddy's feelings and anxiety about hanging out with Dorit and Dorit throwing around money and making her feel as if Teddy's, I don't know, whatever. So Teddy just says she wants to be respected for who she is, which is laid back, not the best hostess, doesn't feel the need to be fancy all the time. And she thinks that Dorit and Lisa Vanderpump speak down to her, especially when they're like, Champagne goes in this glass and wine goes in this glass, which they are. And Kyle stands up for Teddy and is like, well, what I think Teddy's trying to say. And Dorit's like, you know, are you her mouthpiece? Stop being her mouthpiece. The whole thing's kind of crazy. And Dorit shouts at some point that Teddy is a psycho. But somehow everyone seems to make up in the end. But you know things are bubbling under the surface. So in next week's episode, Teddy invites the women to go to her beach house, which her husband Edwin sweetly calls a cottage. It's a five-bedroom house. Two of the bedrooms have twin beds. And Mauricio joked that he would love to see Lisa Vanderpump sleeping in a twin bed. 
But Teddy knows that these women like to travel very fancy and so says that when they come visit, they could stay at a hotel. They don't have to stay with her. So it'll be interesting to see how the whole thing turns out, especially since the plan is to have a potluck. Yes, a potluck where the women from Beverly Hills drive all the way down to Orange County with what? A lasagna in their cooler? Please, this isn't going to go well. And I am here for it. So then we move on to Summer House. So it begins with Kyle and Amanda, the only couple in the house, talking about how Amanda's lease is up in a few months. And Kyle asks, you know, are you going to renew your lease with your roommate? And Amanda says, well, you know, there are other bigger conversations that need to be had. And Kyle questions, like what? Ugh, Kyle. So, turns out Kyle's not that interested in living with his girlfriend, Amanda. And then a bomb is dropped on the viewers. It turns out that they only have a weekend relationship. During the week, Kyle is too busy with work to hang out with Amanda. And so all week, all he does is work. And then on the weekends, they hang out and go to the summer house together. I don't know about you guys, but that does not sound like the healthiest of relationships to me. So I'm sure that in the next few episodes, we get a glimpse into some of the not so great parts of their relationship. So then it shows Carl and Danielle having lunch. And this is all taking place in New York City. So what's interesting is that this season, they're showing a little bit more about what happens during the week with the cast, because how could you have a show that's only about three days during the weekend when the cast is in New York City during the week and still talking to each other? So of course, the camera crews have to follow them around New York City as well. So Carl and Danielle have lunch, and they used to date, and... He tells Danielle that him and Lauren made out at Gay Pride. Now, Danielle is very taken aback by this. She does not seem to be very happy. So then everyone goes out to the Hamptons for the weekend, and the girls and Kyle go to a vineyard and go bike riding while the guys go boxing or whatever in the backyard of the house because Amit is really into boxing. So the guys are all boxing each other while Steven is sitting on a rainbow floaty in the pool sipping twisted tea. And it is a really fantastic scene. He just is waiting for the girls to come home so he can have people to hang out with because he's super bored by these guys, but definitely likes watching them box. So the girls are on this bike ride at the vineyard and Kyle, and they're wine tasting while they're on the bike ride. And then they have a picnic lunch where, you know, Lauren recounts pride to the group and says that Carl, you know, stole the day away from Steven and blah, 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 when she's interrupted by Danielle, who calls her out for making out with Carl at Pride. And she says, you know, I'm kind of shocked because last week you told me that you were over him and we both said that we didn't want to be with him. And so... Lauren is very, very taken aback because it seems like she hasn't told anyone about the situation. 
And she says, it's no secret that there's still something between us. And Lindsay calls her out and says, well, then why are you trying to hide it? Good question, Lindsay. And Lauren, you know, she's embarrassed. And Danielle kind of chastises her and says, it's called self-control. So Lauren's clearly unhappy that Danielle said something. And I think Carl's unhappy that Danielle said something. So then we get to the 4th of July party, which is their annual huge party that they throw and invite a bunch of random people to. So they've got a margarita machine, which is amazing. But even better, they have a frosé machine, which is frozen rosé. It sounds delicious. Lauren brings along some guy that she met at a baby shower, and Carl brings a girl named Courtney, who he's sort of interested in. At some point, Lindsay gets drunk, flirts with Emit, and kisses him, and then I don't know what happens next. Carl and Lauren have a drunken conversation where Lauren wants to kind of recount everything that happened with her and Carl, and she really gives him a hard time. She says, you know, you two times me with another girl for over a month. When Carl denies this, she says, <laughs> you were sharing your location with me on the phone, on the iPhone, and we were effing without a condom. So I would call that more than friends, wouldn't you? Carl is totally shocked that she says this on camera and that she brings it up in general. And then he walks back and says, I have some challenges with communicating effectively. No shit, Carl. And says he didn't think he was two-timing, that they had never had a discussion to define their relationship. Ugh, this is like the Ross and Rachel, but we were on a break. No, no, it's not going to end well. Carl says he wants to move forward and just get to know Lauren as a friend. And he starts to call himself Carl 2.0. So Carl 2.0 is talking to the new girl, Courtney, and says, hey, Courtney, there's this girl, Lauren, who lives in the house with me, who I used to date. Meanwhile, Lauren's guy that she invited from the baby shower ends up leaving, and she's getting drunker and drunker and angrier and angrier. And she goes and takes the 4th of July cake, goes up to Carl and says, hey, best friend, here's a cake throws the cake in his face, and then kisses him and goes, want to make out? Oh, it's not so fun anymore? And then storms off, to which Danielle says, this is a girl you do not want to mess with. And I got on her bad side. This is absolutely crazy. Now I think I understand why Lauren's twin Ashley shows up, way, shows up partway through the summer, because there is definitely a need to have an intervention with Lauren. She cannot control herself. Girl, get it together. Come on, Carl's not even that attractive and he's such a jerk. And just because you have some sort of chemistry with someone and you live in a house with them and drink a lot of wine does not mean you should continue engaging with them. Just let it go. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week. I think things go down. 
So that concludes episode five of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Police officers know it only takes a few seconds of someone texting and driving for things to go terribly wrong. That's why officers are increasing enforcement of texting and driving laws. So put your phone down when driving or be prepared for the consequences. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.